Hello, my fellow Whovians, and welcome to episode 9 of I Hate Doctor Who, the show where the roundness of middle age forces itself into the square hole of good taste. I'm Gavin, and with me are my two companions. First up is the co-founder of Geshcast Podcast, but he's done good things as well. A father, a husband, is there anything this man cannot do? It's Philip John Madison. Philip, hello. Hello there, Gavin. How are you? I'm good. If we could just get through the intros. No, let's just talk to ourselves. Fair to say. Go, please continue. We also have one of the most beloved content creators on YouTube, known for his stellar work on his video diary, The Infinite Review. It's Owen O'Donnell. Owen, hello. Hello, Gavin. Thank you for having me. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. No. I'm really good. good Thanks. Good. Good. No, good. And you? Oh, thanks for asking. Um, yeah, yeah, doing well, doing well. Um, so if you're listening to this, and you probably are if you're listening to this, you're probably wondering where our usual host, Richie, is. Well, as we know, he forfeited his rights to the next episode once a full calendar year passed since the last one. That's the rules. If you're not fast, you're last. If you're not quick, you're a dick. And I know what you're also saying. Oh, I wish this was a proper episode. This is a proper episode, all right? So, usually Richie's going to get on a guest, you know, that doesn't like Doctor Who, and then you give them a questionnaire, and then he gives them an episode to watch based on the questionnaire results. But we did that between us already on other episodes. So, Owen, how did we go about choosing this one? Um, We, uh, I did a Google search for what is the, what's the shortest classic (laughs) Doctor Who episode? (laughs) And uh, funny, the Google didn't give me a a straight up answer, so I did have to dig into the like, one of the Doctor Who wikis, and Ugh. you know, I I, I took a look and uh, I saw there was I think there's about four two part mm-hmm. stories, and um, Gavin, I, I believe it was you who who made the the call, the yeah, King's you have Demons. To, you have to the King's Sh- Demons. Should I? No, you should. You should have said that. The King's Demons. <gasps> <laughs> so um, I need to ask you both. You've both been on I Hate Doctor Who, of course. People know you, uh, know what you've said. Uh, if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, that's weird. Go ahead, go back, listen to them. In the time since you were on I Hate Doctor Who, how has your opinion of Who, or Docky, as the fans call it, changed? Uh, I don't mind jumping in here. I'd say my opinion hasn't changed. That's the shortest right. way to put it. I right. think last time, Owen reminded me that I swore down never ever to do this again. Um, so, yeah, here we are. Thanks, <laughs> well, Richie. Well, funnily enough, you you did say that you'd be willing to have another go if Richie wanted to have <laughs> you on. And that, uh, never, that never transpired, <laughs> did it? And I, I will say on that note as well, Richie is aware of the rule that if he doesn't do an episode mm. within a year, if a year mm. passes, that this happens. That's a so whole year. I can only assume that he wanted this, yep. what's happening now, to happen. So it, so in a way, he did want me to be on his programme, is what you're saying? <laughs> in, a, no, in a way. No. And, I, and we can agree in a way. No, he probably was uh, under the impression that Gavin would talk to someone else then. Yeah, uh, well, he doesn't have any other pals but me. <laughs> it's, it's true, I don't have many other pals but him. Uh, <laughs> I would rather die than talk to anyone else about Doctor Who. Uh, so, Owen, yourself, have you watched much Who 
or Docky since um, you've been on the show? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> is that a lie? Well, I mean, it, it feels strange to watch it if I'm not coming on this. <laughs> because it's shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate Doctor Who. Because you I, hate Doctor like, Who. I, I worry that if I, if I became a fan of it, that because Richie asks me to be a guest on this podcast every couple of years when he does one. Mm-hmm. Huh. And surely I would be ruining the dynamic if I became a fan of it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that did happen to me. I mean, that's, <gasps> that's exactly Gammon, is what... Is there something you want to tell us? Uh, it's not easy to say. Because it kind of makes, like, even even in my kind of puff pastry, softest shit world, I do still have that small part of masculine pride that says, I don't want my friend to have been right. Um, and I started watching the Colin, sorry, the Tom Baker Doctor Who's, and I love them. And I've bought two box sets since. Ooh! And we've been through them, my wife and I. My wife and I. (laughs) And Um, yeah, I'm into it now. And is that spread any further than Tom Baker? No, I'm on this episode that I'm that we watched for this show. um, Mm. I was not a Tom Baker. Whatever it was. Yeah, whatever it was, but I was like, I was reticent because Tom Baker, his last episode, he regenerated into Peter Davidson. Right. And I was like, oh. Off. I off, don't like it, hate it. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about Peter Davidson, of course, as time goes on. But uh, yeah, I was just like, I'm not, I'm not into that. I only want to go back now and watch all the Tom Baker episodes. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm into it. I like it. I think it's because, I don't know why, but I wasn't born in that decade but the 70s especially 70s british tv has a bit of a hold on me at the moment i like things like tales of the unexpected and docky from that period so i'm like <laughs> i don't know what it is something about that period um we watched an episode called city of death in which it, the doctor's cutting around in like early 80s paris and it looked amazing i just like it looks that, that would have been fantastic being back then with the doctor as his companion but again this is great stuff because i i think about the people who'll be listening to this and as soon as we make jokes about like oh it's shy isn't it to think about how like completely unwilling to see that as a like a bit of fun and and just how angry they will be but yeah. to have you truly step into the role as the host who is the fan and say nice mm. things about it that mm. will drag them back i mean they are still listening they've got very little else but yeah. to hear yeah. that we're we're kind of tricking them into even if they're sorry they listened we're tricking them into listening to at least another 15 minutes <laughs> as if they're not going to listen to the end you know yeah exactly. like, oh well maybe mm. this will be all right and it's like just listen look if you're not enjoying it turn it off no, no, no. I have we, to say something. Not, no, look, no, I this, have to say something. This, it's not like we're not getting money off ads or like this. <laughs> use listening to this or not does not make any difference to us. This is getting recorded. Sorry, Gavin, you to back to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whether whether you listen or not, this is getting recorded and putting out. So, um, yeah, so the episode we chose, uh, of course, was called, what again? The fucking... Can we all say it together? 
No, it's gone out of my head completely. The King's Demons. How'd that go? Did you do it? <laughs> the King's Team. Oh. Oh. Um, so I was thinking the best way to do this, right? It could be up. Well, let's, let's say it's up to you to what you want to do. I can go Sorry, through. Sorry, did we did we just go? To, did we play the audio of the trailer? Because that's the cool bit of the. Podcast. Oh, do you want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, okay. It makes it sound really good as well before we tear into it. <laughs> then do it. <laughs> well, just just say the king's demons. The king's demons. March the fourth, twelve hundred and fifteen. Something very wrong here. He's not the king. Who is he? Why? Allow me to introduce Camilla. Your Majesty seems in need of a doctor. You cannot be allowed to alter the course of history, even indirectly. Take them. It's only a matter of time before I undermine the key civilizations of the universe. Oh, my dear doctor, you have been naive. And we're back. Wow, that sounds great. Uh, so what I'm going to do... That sounds amazing. I wish um, we'd watched that. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, even at the fact... Well, I know we're going to get into this, but two episodes, you wouldn't think <laughs> that's going to feel like forever. <laughs> but um, So I'm thinking, wait, what do you want to do? I can, say, I, I'll, I can either go through the quick synopsis of each episode that I've nicked, from, nicked with pride from the TARDIS wiki, because I can't dare suggest I would do a better job of the synopsis than them. Um, if you wish to speak throughout that, please hit your buzzers. Okay. Um, or, or we can we could go through sentence by sentence, and at the end of each sentence, I can say anything to say about that, Owen. Anything <laughs> funny to say? Anything funny to say there, Owen? <laughs> no, I think I think the first one. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> say so. The kings. I got Bobkiss. <laughs> I didn't make any note. <laughs> In March 1215, King John of England is at the castle of Sir Ranulph Fitzwilliam. I'm not even going to do it again. So let's say, hey, Doctor Who, it's not my podcast. <laughs> to extort more taxes. When the Lord refuses to pay, the king declares himself insulted by this and his champion issues a challenge to defend his honour. His son Hugh takes on the king's champion. Sir, is it... Now, is it G? G-I-L-L-E-S? <laughs> Estrum? Is it G? I was trying to figure this out. I watched an episode... Uh, and then I watched the episode, and then I went back to try and find someone saying it, mm. so I could say, "Is that the right way to say it?" But I think it was just Sir Giles, wasn't it? Well, I do you know though the doctor says "G" at one point, mm. and I'm like, maybe it's just like Beyonce sometimes being wacky. Maybe being wacky. The anyway, so there's a joust for the honour uh, of the king, and you know, ghost, and <laughs> and Sir G. Estrum uh, wins but then the doctor appears and says don't kill that man which I thought was a bit weird um, is the Surely, doctor supposed we, to do should, that? Should we pause, should we yeah, pause here? Pause there. I think Phil wants let's, to say something let's... about the TARDIS appearing during the ghost Phil wants to say something <laughs> funny, Phil go uh, Yeah so funny line inserted here <laughs> No, things I noticed right from my prime time eye that I was watching this through um, did you notice right at the beginning it kind of pans across the king's court mm-hmm. and then it gets to the king and you can visibly see him counting in his line <laughs> and he starts talking <laughs> brilliant stuff I was like yes we're back in the world of Doctor Who yep. <laughs> off the cuff studio stuff 
It's off so, the cuff studio stuff. It's it's off the cuff studio stuff. Um, right away, when all this medieval world that they that first scene where we see them in the king's court, mm. uh, I never want to take a pop at anyone's acting because Lord knows I can't do it. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I was thinking during that scene, is the is this one of those steps that's going to be a twist where? You know, it's like, oh, it's medieval time. And because it's a time travel show, uh, we think, oh, we're in medieval England. But we pull out and it is a stage play. Right. Because it was so (laughs) stage play, just in the way everyone did and said everything just felt really like like really crummy Shakespeare kind of. Yeah, everyone was having a great time doing this <laughs> everyone was just like we've got all the gear look at the costumes for once are all right because bbc have got these behind the scenes for other things mm. so we're all looking amazing yeah let's just go with this and yeah there was a point what happens he accuses them of not paying enough money sir giles throws down the gauntlet sir g yeah yep g big g um gauntlet so, the son picks it up <laughs> And his father's honour because his dad's too sick to fight for him. Mm-hmm. And they're like, right, tomorrow morning, jousting, this will be decided. You yep. against my champion, Big G. <laughs> Still, after all that, King throwing that in his face after all his good fortune, threatening to kill his son. King's like, right, I'm away to bed. Still says goodnight to him. <laughs> I thought that was nice. That's I, manners. No, that shows some class, you're right. I mean, goodnight. That- <laughs> Judd Knight. I promise that's the last one of them <laughs> for the moment. You can't buy that kind of breeding. I think, like on the, I mean, I like a joust. I'll be honest. When mm. I saw there was jousting, I'm like, this is this is for me. This. Mm. Um, In my notes, I wrote jousting and then nothing else because they just jousted for a bit. Yeah, yeah. If you're not into the joust, then I can't imagine you'd get much out of it. But I if was, you're like me, yeah, I was sucked in immediately. A real joust head. I think that. I was I was really brought into it. I think that um, the, the thing that bugged me, right, the doctor appeared mid joust. Yes. And just as the 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 guy is about to be killed by the victor of the joust, the doctor's like, mm. "Stop! Don't kill that guy. What business is it of his? Is this not tampering <laughs> with the time stream?" Well, do you know? I I took a note around this point as well, Gavin. <laughs> um, what struck me is odd. Is that the the doctor will show up in various times? He'll show up in nineteen seventies Britain, nineteen nineties, nineteen twenty ten, twenty fifty. I don't know how how much you know of the show, but you know he's a time traveling guy. Right, right, okay. And when he shows up, he tends to be like you know, oh, so, something bad's happening. I'll, I'll, I'll help out a bit. Mm. You know, like I'll infiltrate this power station by pretending to be a milkman you know <laughs> um but if it's if it's medieval times i'm gonna keep saying medieval but someone will probably tell me that it was something else technically that time. it's the uh but medieval times if you're showing up back then and someone's about to be killed surely even the yeah. doctor's like ah look i mean <laughs> <laughs> like you know 
I I could I might be able to step in and save that guy, but he will probably die of a bad tooth in a week. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but you would that. look at medieval times and think, well, fucking. Yeah. Whatever, man. No one's got any chance of off dead. Like, if someone was maybe hanging off the edge of a cliff and the doctor appeared, I would imagine, yeah, they'd go, mm. oh, let me help you. But in a joust? In medieval times? <laughs> but was the joust ever supposed to have happened, Gavin? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, huh? don't, I don't remember reading about this joust in the history. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Like, ultimately, uh, we'll understand. I mean, if, don't listen to this show if you're waiting for spoilers on Doctor Who. But, um... The machinations of the master. The joust would never have been called without Chameleon being the king, etc. But the doctor had no idea about that. No. So There's once a again, lot of moments of this. I ask you. <laughs> I I hate Doctor Who again now. Um, um, yeah, what bothered me particularly about that was that, like, so the master is Sir Giles, Billy's, yeah. whatever his name G. is. Um, Big G. And he's controlling a ro- the robot king, <laughs> the chameleon robot king, yep. with his brain, with with, with will and psychokinesis <laughs> or something. Yep, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> but I was just thinking, how quickly must he been thinking? I mean, he's obviously good, the master. How quick was he on his feet? He didn't know the doctor was going to appear. He's in the middle of a joust <laughs> for his life. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, this is fine. Um, just say they're demons and tell them to come and sit beside you. It'll be sound. <laughs> Good on the master. All in the blink of an eye. I mean, he's, he's does, quite shit Does the go. master want the doctor to die? I think Do it's... Think, I, I don't know. I think it's a, a Batman-Joker situation here where oh, okay. the, the, bat, the master believes his life would probably be a lot less exciting without his nemesis around. Yeah. Or Moriarty he's, situation. He's, the Michael Schumacher to the Doctor's McAhakinen. Well, this is it. This is what I didn't <laughs> want to go into. But um, we we've we've mentioned already now that the Doctor shows up in this episode, right? Mm-hmm. So the mm. TARDIS appears and the, the the Doctor steps out. So with his friends, let's not forget so his friends. Let's just deal with it now. <laughs> the fucking bit of lettuce or it's <laughs> celery celery um yeah. when i went like I, the first shot of him when i saw that was the biggest just like just sitting back in the seat big sight genuine oh i can't be fucked with like, this. oh fuck off mate <laughs> i didn't notice the celery till at least in our three or four scenes secret celery <laughs> But I also wrote it down. Why is he wearing celery? So I looked up why he wears the celery. All right, tell us more. <laughs> and a pre- don't take us seriously. I'm a. If you watched the entire season, <laughs> in, in a previous episode, he uses the uh-huh. celery to ward off a sort of a, and well, not an infection, but sort of a fungal spore that he is allergic to. Oh no! And apparently, it was never mentioned again. But the celery remained. But the celery remained uh, <laughs> on his on his lapel. What do we think of the Doctor as like this is our first real exposure to Peter Davidson as the Doctor? So, what was your like? For for me, I was immediately like, he's very English looking. He's got the straw hat, yeah, cricket jumper, 
looks like a prick. Mm. I was like, mm-hmm. maybe this isn't the doctor for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I was immediately like, do you what did you what did you think of him? Did you see him as a friend? Um, I was surprised to find myself missing Sylvester McCoy. That's mad. Because <laughs> you know, like you know the way Sylvester McCoy goes on in that one episode that we've watched. Yeah. Mm. Well, it was <laughs> like at the time that felt like oh, but then you miss the the bit of kind of you know oh yeah the the doctor's been, he just seemed like a kind of boring guy. Maybe it's just this one. He was so boring. Maybe it's just this episode, like because it's you know not a great one. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but um, keep your powder dry. But yeah, it seemed like there was no. I mean, the salary was doing all the zany, <laughs> all the heavy lifting, and he was just not really doing anything. And uh, in in particular, not worrying about his assistant who is in the, in the dungeons with a knife, with a sword <laughs> to his throat, and just for ages, just in the other room, being like, "Huh, yeah. what is?" I think there could be something going on and any mention of <laughs> Turlow oh, and yeah. he's just like oh, oh he's somewhere he, he'll he be fine oh don't worry about Turlow he'll be fine <laughs> I did, I did anyway know who... sorry I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead <laughs> I didn't know who yeah. Turlow was but I did know who Tegan was because she was introduced in Tom Baker's last episode and she was like a flight attendant who got sucked up into this whole big mystery thing and she was a lot more boisterous in the last Tom Baker episode. She was very Australian. And in this one, she was just a bit Australian. Um, I I had to Google, is she actually Australian? Yeah. Because there's a lot going on with accents in here. Yeah. Sir Giles as well had a very definite point where I think somebody whispered to him, you're supposed to be French. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, oh, no! It <laughs> but previous to that, he's just doing some kind of weird... I'm coming to get you, Doctor. Like, Andre the Giant? I don't know <laughs> if he was going down that route. Um, the, uh, no, I I found both of the... And initially, when you got the title card mm-hmm. at the start of the intro... Great fun. It's a big picture of his cooking. Yeah. And, uh, For our international listeners, like, that is his face. His face? Um, I was like, ooh... Mm, is 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 this guy is he the sexy doctor because for a minute is he packing you could have got lost in those eyes yep. but then like you say he got into it and it's like no he's just he's just the, a boring guy it makes me think maybe because he's like this is a, a, he's a, a full season and a half into his run as the doctor yeah and so as he just settled into the role maybe the, 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 the script didn't call for anything that he could really get his teeth into like he does do a sword fight which out. is quite cool but it, when he offers to do the sword fight, I was like, why is this wallflower so ready to mm. jump into a sword fight? I hate him. I, I have a note <laughs> on the sword fight. Well, when the well, sword wanna, fight happens. Sh- should we do some more synopsis? Let's do some more synopsis to get there because I oh, think it's so, important. B- before we move on from the Doctor mm-hmm. and our impressions of the Doctor, I just yeah. want to say that uh, I watched both parts of this on Daily Motion which had a, a a custom made border around mm. the video uh, that was decorated with information. And um, it kept me informed throughout the entire thing that uh, this was the fifth doctor. And 
that it's he only sense. lasted two years because it had the years of his tenure as the doctor. Right. So like at all times I'm being told this is the fifth doctor and he was not around for a long time. Oh. So whenever <laughs> I thought he wasn't very good, I was like, ah, mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was just looking at my notes there, I've got two bits of information. One is to clarify the salary thing, which I did take down. I thought I missed it, but I did take, I want to give you the full explanation of the salary for the fans who are listening. Okay. <laughs> so on his left lapel, the doctor wore a celery stock. He claimed in the caves of Androzani, apparently that's a very good episode, that the celery would turn purple in the presence of certain gases in the Praxis range to which he was allergic, although this allergy was not mentioned by any incarnations before or since. <laughs> so there we go. Um, also, uh, Turlo. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a clue what who Turlo was. I thought he was a, another human companion, but no, he was picked up by the Doctor on the planet Tryon. He appeared in 33 episodes and is known by fans as a delightful twink. <laughs> Trying my patience. Hey, come on now. Hey. Friendly up about hey. Turlo. He's really good. But we'll get on to Turlo. <laughs> His obsession with windows. <laughs> well, so basically the doctor says, don't kill that man in the joust. And the king says, oh shit, they're my demons. They're demons. It's the king's demons. Come on, we'll all go for a big meal. We'll have a big Nando's. So the doctor concludes having established the date the king is not himself. In fact, he's not the king at all. History records that John is actually in London taking the Crusader's oath. So Geoffrey de Lacey, the cousin of Sir Ranulph, arrives at the castle and confirms the doctor's belief. Sir G is about to torture him as a liar during the royal banquet when the doctor intervenes. It seems the king's champion is not who he claims to be either. A sword fight ensues, and when the doctor gets the upper hand, it's revealed that the doctor's arch nemesis, the master, is your man who was having the sword fight with Sergi? Incredible. <gasps> Do you remember how they, how they like proved that's not the king and the real king is in London? Because when they no, went they... for that Nando's, the <laughs> the imposter king, uh, chameleon, mm-hmm. he could you know perfectly copy how the king looked, but could not copy the real Nando's. Uh, gold card or black card or whatever. <laughs> whatever they have you know the card <laughs> you just know the, you know the card act, oh don't act like you don't know the card you know the card that they give to people who are just like you know you, yeah. just, you just get free Nando's oh my god it's Rafe Fines take this card <laughs> for free. powers. he can eat as much as he wants he can get a wing roulette for free <laughs> um, so yeah it turns out the master is Sir G um and I'll be honest with you, because I knew the master from the previous epi- the previous season with Tom Baker, mm. Lindsay and I both did go, Oh and looked at each other like, <laughs> Oh no way and I was like, I knew there was something uh, up with that guy's makeup man, but I didn't think it was gonna be the master. That's amazing. So we were both really <laughs> happy with that. <laughs> when that was revealed, I wrote down, We're supposed to know who this is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So anyway, that the boy Hugh, <laughs> he was thirsty for the blade. He's raging with the doctor for letting him go free. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's, his honour's been besmirched. He's not happy about this. That's already one person who's kind of a bit miffed about the doctor. Yeah. Ranulph, also not that keen on him at this point. There's a lot of back and forth. And it gets very Game of Thrones for a little while where, you know, opinions are changing all the time. There's deals going on all around the place. 
at one point, like, they're going to have dinner and uh, Sir Ranulph bids the doctor head off to one room with his two guests. This is the first point where the the doctor's pal, what was his name? The boy, the boy one? Turlow. In the school uniform. Turlow is just mesmerised passing a window (laughs) and just stops. And so, oh. And the doctor and the other one continue into the room. And did you, did you, did you spot the, the bit of humour for the mums and dads? <laughs> no, I did not. Did you not? No. She's complaining about how cold it is mm-hmm. in the castle. And they eventually get into the room and she's like, oh, look how big the bed is. And the doctor's like, ah, oh, another way of keeping warm. All right, yeah. Ooh. Oh. But then immediately, immediately after making the joke about how this bed is basically just, it's the, the fuck zone. It's shagadelic. Yeah. He picks up, like, just, <laughs> what can only be described as you know a fur that you wouldn't want to run a black light over and just drapes her in it immediately I'll keep you warm don't worry about it oh! <laughs> why have you touched me with this he's probably scanned it with the bloody sonic wouldn't worry about it uh, very possibly but the boy's kidnapped for looking out the window He's he's got a blade against his neck at this point and he's taken away by Hugh no no <laughs> that's, that's the first time he'll be defeated by a window <laughs> Well, I think like that's to me. We've really managed to encapsulate episode one. Oh no, I've got so much more, Gavin. You can't do this to oh, me. Well, I've, I've, so I've got a note on that sword fight. That episode <laughs> two know? starts with a, uh, it. Can only be described as the title sequence. No, listen. Uh, that sword fight happened at the end of episode one. Mm-hmm. Mm. I saw the sword fight happening, and I thought I need to run this by the experts. So I I contacted. A sword fighter. Oh. And I was just asking them, like, how good or bad is the doctor doing here? <laughs> and I was expecting, you know, big eye rolls and, oh. Yeah, no good. And the quote I got back was, it's not actually the worst I've seen. Oh, so go, whatever the name of that doctor is, the fifth doctor, Peter fair Davidson. Play. Fair Peter play. Davidson. Officially, I hate Doctor Who's official fair play to you, Peter Davidson. <laughs> it's not actually <laughs> the worst I've seen. <laughs> I, I mean, I wrote in the thing, there is a sword fight. That's my notes on the sword fight. Mm. There is a sword fight. Uh, I noticed just we... above that I'd written, the King's song is badass. <laughs> <laughs> how did we feel about the soundtrack by the way <laughs> the music is bonkers throughout <laughs> yeah. and but in part two it steps up I mean I, I assume we were all straight on to discogs for the vinyl <laughs> god I would love to just relax to this yeah. <laughs> imagine it was like the, the, the sword the... fight starting and then just as, as, the, as the swords Click together, it's like ding, 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 ding. The music is mental enough in part one, sword fight, but then there's a brief recap at the start of part two mm. where they're like, ramp up, ramp up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we fucking, also, we've already got them now. <laughs> I wrote, The king is play, the king plays the loot, James Hetfield delivery. <laughs> Very good stuff. It's it was. The, I don't mm. know, like, what the... There's a lot of things that you're supposed to know, I guess, like, in terms of, like, when he's, like, singing away and everyone's kind of like, oh, what a vulgar song. 
you know, everyone sort of rolling their eyes and being like, "Ugh!" And I'm like, "Is that not just what they would be singing back then?" I got, the, I thought they were all vibing to it. I thought the pan round, they were just like, "Well, no, I got the impression a lot of them were like, "Ugh, what a, what a brute." We sing in praise of total wow. It was like the Saracens who we abhor. Yeah, very good stuff. The robot holding the loot was a just a good image. Yeah. Yeah, the robot sure. is fantastic. The robot's the, the highlight of this whole episode. Which great get on to that's part two stuff. That's part two stuff, please, boys, please. I know we're excited. Here's <laughs> Phil's quickies on part one before we finish up. Mm. Right, one, the Iron Maiden. Excellent. You notice anything <laughs> in particular about it? It had it had tits. It did, didn't it? <laughs> and when when it, when they bring in the soldiers and they get told to take it up to the to the. The living room. Mm. <laughs> Castle living like, room. With pleasure. <laughs> One guy goes, like, he knows where he's putting his hands. He's not messing around. Two, second, Phil's quickies. Can you just lift the TARDIS up? <laughs> yeah. It seems like a poor security measure. Both of them get lifted up in this episode, so I guess the answer is yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not um, ideal, is it? No. The it amount of times like of he flaw. returns to the TARDIS, it must be like, oh, <laughs> someone's <laughs> lifted it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like the idea yeah, that someone that's... would just throw it in a volcano or something, you know. <laughs> that's you then. That's you. Your Tardis is gone. Uh, I like. I I do like the idea of uh, the Iron Maiden Tardis. The the mm. trouble is in a high stress situation when because you know often Time Lords will run to their Tardis to be like we got to get out of here and go some other time. If you ran into the wrong one, slam the door shut behind you. Fucking. <laughs> it's his always an Iron Maiden. Like the Doctor's is always a Regenerating robot. and you're no. still in there. <laughs> yeah, it's just like... You All are... ten regenerations. So why is that Iron Maiden glowing and exploding? <laughs> Inside you're getting compressed like one of those square watermelons. <laughs> um, the no, cost I of found fortune, I believe that the the master's TARDIS is fully operational, which means he's able to make it look like whatever he wants. And the doctor's That's TARDIS cool. is, uh, as the fans call it, fucked, which means he right. <laughs> it's always a police box. So, because it's fucked, because it's fucked. I can't have been fucked. I'm just taking that from the wiki. Speaking right. of is, it, is that uh, as uh, did that happen because of the fuck war? <laughs> That's when they get John Hurt and play the fuck doctor. Uh, part two starts off in earnest. That he's fucked. He's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas special where everyone turned around and said, "He's fucked." Yeah. Like he's there. stuck like that. He's he's fucked. <laughs> the Titanic bust through the the wall. We're fucked. <laughs> Can't say that at seven at night. <laughs> Do what we want, makes Doctor Who. That, and then everyone's pointing at the wiki. That's the term. That's the term. Doesn't mean it's like when they say bitch on Crofts. They're on. <laughs> you, you can't. There's not. No one can do anything about it. <laughs> That's what you say. I'm sorry, but it's off the cuff studio stuff. You knew that. I was like, why is the TARDIS making that noise? It's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, I don't agree with it. I don't actually like my kids watching it, but they've got a point. It's, it's fucked. It's not the bad. It doesn't mean the same thing as we all say. Part two, the master <laughs> flees in his own TARDIS, which has been disguised as an Iron Maiden. The king's knights, uh, oh, sorry, the king knights the doctor as his new champion and he's given the run of the castle. Imagine that. After a series of mishaps, including the death of Sir Geoffrey at the master's hands, the doctor confronts the king and the master and discovers the truth. The monarch is really chameleon, a war weapon found by the master on Zerifas, which can be mentally controlled and used to adopt disguises and personas like Mystique. Which is really good. <laughs> With chameleon disguises King John, the master intends <laughs> that he will behave so appallingly to provoke a rebellion and topple the real king from his throne, thus robbing the world of Magna Carta. The foundation... No democracy! <laughs> I was like, should I look up Magna Carta? Like, I know what it is, but I didn't know anything else about it other than, like, it's a document which was the sort of thing for dem- like, this, parliamentary this... democracy. This story expects you to already know the master yep. about like mm. the the um the unfucked Tardises, uh, and the Magna Carta. You know, there's a lot of like yeah. already established stuff that it really yeah. just expects you to know about. I yeah, do wonder how many us. children watching were like, "Oh, the Magna Carta." No, <laughs> I feel like the Magna Carta is a very seventies thing an 80s thing to for kids to learn about like mm. you know like the Falklands yeah like when was the Magna Carta signed that kind of thing like a teacher would ask some here's when we boy. sorted it all out <laughs> King when John we, when we got the when we got the doily out the bram and just jolly well sorted it all out well there's the another Magna joke Carter really thing. early on when when they first arrive and Tegan when she finds out it's King John mm-hmm. She's like the one, the the one who lost something in the wash, <laughs> and uh, I think that's implied knowledge. That's that's passing over the cognitive load to the audience once again. Yeah. To be like, do you know about this dum dum? <laughs> like, no, <laughs> <laughs> fuck no. And will I Google it? No. Well, that's it. Are I'll modern, stay stupid. Modern audiences, read, are are they able to handle the king's demons? I I think modern audiences. It just goes to show how. How bad things have gotten that you know, yeah. people now will watch the King's Demons and think this is rubbish when obviously it's it's not. It, it's, it's actually just, really good. It's, yeah, it's a it's a failing of the audience because of uh, low lower standard low, lower standards in education. <laughs> no, you're right. It's really, really good. Um, the one thing I didn't like here's something I didn't like about the the wiki synopsis. Right at the end of this paragraph, mm. it says. You know, it's going to rob the world of Magna Carta, the foundation of parliamentary democracy. It is a small plan on the master's usual scale, but nevertheless particularly damaging to the normal progress of Earth society. What's with the what's with the editorialising here, DF Wiki? <laughs> I think just to save everyone time from clicking, why would why would stopping Magna Carta be? <laughs> yeah. Why would that be a problem? Because that's what everyone's next time is. What? What's that, and what would change? Well, that's it. Yeah. Go, oh, well, the Magna Carta <laughs> was a good thing, so if that doesn't happen, it can only mean a bad thing. It can only be a bad thing. Imagine not having the English Parliament. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, Doctor. So <laughs> this this is kind of like when Doctor Who is like, oh, Churchill, 
is like my best friend and yep. everything he said and did was great you know when they <laughs> do that yeah it's got a little bit of that going on it's like oh we we need we need to make sure that all that great stuff that mm. happened in uh british parliament we that has we that needs to be locked in yeah yeah cool britannia how else yeah how else are we going to put a boot heel to the rest of the planet do you think so the <laughs> decompression <laughs> can we talk about that really quickly oh absolutely you go right ahead what is that at the end of their fight the master whips out this thing yeah and, and Tegan's, oh my god, the decompression in the later to their. Mm-hmm. 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 And it's like, Doctor takes it off him. He offers him a knife and he offers him this thing. Yeah. And the Doctor takes the thing and he's like, you can't, you, that's useless in your hands. You have moral scruples. Yeah. What is that? Basically, a gun. This is a, that, that was a bigger problem for me than yeah. the whole Magna Carta shit. It's like, you know, like the Doctor's got a sonic screwdriver. Mm. Well, the Master's basically got. An evil sonic screwdriver, like a gun. You know. No. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, uh, Phil. I, I just want to call you up on something. Please don't say Magna Carta shite. <laughs> because, to be fair, that's like, the foundation I, I th- of parliamentary I think, democracy. I think, the, <laughs> I think you know, <laughs> it just makes it seem like you've learned nothing. Mm, uh, well, I know it's. I know it's very important. Do you want to just? Do you want to apologise for your ignorance? Of, no. It just so kind what? of makes me sad to think if someone would watch The King's Demons in its entirety <laughs> twice and and still twice. come away with a kind twice of, today. you know, oh, Magna Carta, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, I still do have that opinion. Um, <laughs> Magna Carta, whatever. So, do you know what was good was when he said, let the maiden embrace the vanquished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it was secretly his TARDIS, and he nips in there, and he buggers off. That's good. So I I did like the Iron Maiden being used like a Fortnite portaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Just hop in and, <laughs> and come have another one. Now, for the listeners of this podcast, age fifty and above, uh, Fortnite is a video game uh, in which you enter toilets and come out in other places. So. What, what did we think of... So we saw Chameleon in the yeah. King's Chambers playing the lute. He was in there playing the lute and that's how the Doctor found him because he could hear the singing. Uh, a, a mildly terrifying thing. Like when people talk about the Daleks... Well, in the wrong hands. Well, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that for me, that would have been scarier for me as a kid than a Dalek or a Cyberman. Yeah, there was a real uncanny valley. Thing. <laughs> yeah, it was freaky. No, no, it looked good. It looked good. Um, I was impressed by the robot. I was, I was quite taken with it. Like this is, this is finally going somewhere. Yeah. Now there's a robot, and uh, I, I did a bit of digging into the robot. Do you want to know a, a factoid about the robot? I did a bit of digging mm-hmm. into the robot and pulled all, all his wires. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the robot. The robot, right? The robot was kind of created by uh, these two guys, uh, an effects designer called Richard Gregory and a software designer called Mike Power. Yes. <laughs> they gave a demonstration of the robot to the guys that make Doctor Who, and they're like, "This is this is great. Yep. Get this in. <laughs> this is going to be a big thing in our show." And then, imagine uh, how low that bar is. <laughs> 
<laughs> but then Mike Power died in a boating accident. Oh. And they couldn't do anything with it because he was a software engineer for it. So oh. it was only in two episodes. Oh. Or, oh. or in fact, two appearances, I should say. Two appearances. Don't know if they're so, different episodes. So in, a, in an alternate world where this boating accident didn't happen, that robot would have been fucking jumping <laughs> yeah. up and you know, running up the walls. <laughs> optic blast, optic blast. <laughs> Debit card. Debit Wrist card. rockets. <laughs> tiger, tiger. I did write down uh, robot with loot. Now it's great. Yeah. So that was yeah. definitely a turning point. Yeah, I was immediately like, there's a robot in it and it's called chameleon with a k like in mortal Kombat. that's good <laughs> mm-hmm. the thing i think about right seeing it because there's a the first thing that you do when you see a robot like chameleon is you go is there a guy in that suit like is yeah. it a very thin man in a suit and you think if it's not and it is a robot why would you make it almost appear as if it could be a guy in a suit <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you make it something a bit more outlandish, maybe a bit more see-through bits, maybe something more visually like striking that you go, oh shit, that's actually a robot. That's a real robot they've got on Doctor Who. So even outside of the, the, the fiction, as a fan watching the show back then, you'd be like, holy shit, it's a robot, an actual robot on did, Doctor Who. Did you ever robot. see the guy who had to wear the K-9 costume? <laughs> <laughs> what was left of him? A square watermelon. <laughs> Do you remember they dragged him kicking and screaming out of that <laughs> costume? Had <laughs> to arrive on set. At and 6 the, le- the less said about the the following forty five minutes. <laughs> Gets to the studio in a uh, a soup can pulled by a mouse. <laughs> um, so the doctor's like, look, that's not happening. Chameleon is a good creature and you're just it's only evil because you're making it evil master so we're going to try and have a battle of wills and he tries for a second and then the master's like ah i knew you couldn't do it and um then the doctor's like no i'm actually just going to try again and he does it (laughs) and he does it (laughs) did you like the editing oh my goodness during that so good the headache inducing battle of wills yeah i think it was like fantastic that's there's like that pokemon episode and this mm. that could just I imagine <laughs> triggered all sorts of fits around the country. <laughs> Honestly. So Do you know someone after, after saw the... that and said, Let's make a film out of Akira <laughs> <laughs> Psychic battles on screen. If if they can look this good. Yeah. Mm. I th- but, I think because people said, Oh, you, you could never make Akira into a film, but they saw that and went Fuck it. Hand me my pencils. Dare to dream. <laughs> We've dared to dream here today. <laughs> so yeah, they have the battle wells and the So like rewind slightly, right? There's two things I want to go back and pick up on. Mm-hmm. One, at a certain point, uh the boy the boy escapes from the dungeon. Turlow. And and he said he sends Gregory off on his way. Mm-hmm. There's a very strange bit where he's like he slaps the arse of the horse to send it on its way, but it's a different. They don't show the horse. Yeah. They can, and it's like, was that a real horse? Did they have to fake the slapping of the horse arse? That's what I think. I, I thought, that, do they have a fake horse's arse? 
That's the only thing I could think of. As well, well, I did a little digging into this, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was actually We're two guys digging. made the horse's arse, and they showed it to the people who right. Doctor Who, and right. they said, "Only oh, show we gotta, we gotta use this." You know, <laughs> that's so, great. And uh, but then, sadly, <laughs> <laughs> tragically, the boy, the boy es- escapes back, and t- goes to try and find the Doctor after he sent. Gregor on his way and is picked up again mm-hmm. by the guards yep. because he's running back to that window <laughs> I couldn't believe my eyes I'm like he can't get enough is this a thing is this his his alien thing he loves a window he loves windows and he just oh I've got to look at this one I mean maybe I mean, tell us in the comments I don't know if, if that's the like case. and subscribe um, <laughs> tell um, us in the comments what's Turlow's deal yeah yeah and he's an alien and that's about it that's all I know about him Tegan jumps into the, the TARDIS mm-hmm. escapes she's like I've got to go in nobody, nobody else come in here stay away from this I'm going to do this yep. jumps into the TARDIS rams all the buttons and it doesn't he work for a bit yeah and then, and then she's like oh what do I do what do I do I need to come up with a plan despite the fact this is a time machine Mm-hmm. So she could have gone back to the point where they were looking for it two minutes ago, but she doesn't. Eh? And then her plan is to just appear at exactly the right time when it's required. This, this is what this is what gets me about Doctor Who. I think the thing that most fans will be screaming as they listen to this at you, Phil. Yeah, thousands of yeah, people. Please screaming. explain. Please explain, because I won't read any comments. If you dig into Doctor Who with that level of scrutiny and logic, it will fall to bits like a wet shoebox. Right. It's shite. Okay. It's for kids. <laughs> I like that this is you jumping in to like to like to the voice of the fandom. <laughs> Listen, no, no, no. You don't understand. It's, it is shite. shite. I thought you were going to say, like, she doesn't know how to like use the TARDIS with that level of precision. Oh and yeah, I think that, that's true. I think it's ridiculous <laughs> to assume that she could go like, oh, I'll just I'll just knock it back two minutes. And over yeah. here, if over here, yeah, you're being but, uh, unreasonable. Very though. amused by hopping in to say, no, 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 no. Look, listen, it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> if I may be the voice of reason for a second, yeah. <laughs> At least I buy that excuse. Yeah. Um, what did you make of the whole? Uh, so they take the the robots with them mm-hmm. after the battle of wills. He transforms into Tegan, pulls it onto the TARDIS, and then there's there's a bit of an exchange that goes on. Um, what did can you make of that exchange? Him? Can we trust him? And they're just like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That That's fine. The master's not... He's like, the master's not controlling me anymore. What I'm talking about is just after that, where the doctor comes off as a massive, passive-aggressive arsehole. I've, I've got... I've got a, my, pen, <laughs> my pen was screwing. I could not believe how fucking petty... Yeah, he was manipulative. Just, just comically yeah. like, oh well, oh no, look, oh, oh no, look. If you want, oh, you want to go home, that's fine. No, 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 no. You said, you <laughs> said you didn't want to go on an adventure anymore. So I've, I've typed in, go home to bed, because that's where Tegan wants to go. I've typed it in. Tegan wants to go to bed. I've typed that in now. I've pushed the button. We're on the way. We're on the way now. That's on the way. Thought you had enough. Thought you had enough of the bed in the castle. You were complaining about that, but oh no, no, you want to go back to you want more, more bed. Okay, right. Yeah. We'll just until she, until we'll she just begs. Sit, we'll just wait. 
We'll just wait here while we take you to bed. Because you don't want to go through adventures, through time and, time and space. Time and space. No, not interested. So we'll just pop yeah. back. We'll just pop back to you because Tegan's not happy. Okay. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> you said. You said. <laughs> you said. That's what you said. That's, you, don't take it back. Don't take it back. You said it. You said that. Admit it. So so we're going we're going Tegan's going to bed. Up the wooden stair. I Come think on. even on that though, he's like, Oh man, we could have went and seen the eye of Orion. It's like the most beautiful thing ever, but I guess. Yeah, he changes wanna. tack. Like he does all that and then into cause, and do you know and do you know why that's a shame as well? Because Oh, oh we were just about to go to the ice cream. most amazing place. <laughs> In the whole universe, <laughs> oh man, oh, and all of Tegan's favorite foods there, and all of them. Oh, oh. and you know, I remember sorts. Tegan's, and you know, Tegan's uh, dead mum, oh, she's there, and she's like, Where's Tegan? Where's Tegan? Oh, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say, I'm sorry for everything just once before I faded away, but but no, you said, you said you didn't want. Not I'll have to tell her. I'll have to tell her. Tegan didn't want to come. She knew you'd be here. And she didn't want to come. Scared of you. Uh, and after so, she begs, she begs for forgiveness. Yeah. And the doctor, and magnanimous and victory, doc- reveals makes a face. I'd actually <laughs> set it for the Eye of Orion already. It wasn't set for Earth. I'd set the for Eye of Orion because I knew you would do that. I knew you'd come crawling back. It's like. Cunt. It's it's actually <laughs> fucking horrible. It's 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 properly like really bad. Yeah, <laughs> it comes across like just awfully. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't seem like you know. Oh, he's just. Oh, he, you got to look that kind of cheeky. So look at him. He'll mostly manipulate you into anything. <laughs> anything. It's like when anything he the... wants. I've got you. Right here, <laughs> for our Any audio moment. listeners, he's pointing to the palm of his hand. Um, remember in Greatest Show in the Galaxy when Ace was like, I don't want to go in there, there's clowns, and I hate clowns, I'm really, really scared mm. of them. And the doctor's like, Fucking shut up, come on, <laughs> it's like getting the tank, you're in. embarrassing me, yeah. you're embarrassing yourself. You want to go home? <laughs> just go in this is all doctor, shit anyway Doctor Who a bad guy yeah <laughs> there well, you go so that is the king's demons I liked it I like the robot I give it four TARDISes out of five yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> why not eh? sure um, I genuinely only for the reveal of the master I don't think I've done that watching TV in about a, a couple of years. Gone proper like, oh, looking at Lindsay. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's the master from the, the last member. Um, so that for that alone, I've got to give it some credit. Um, mm. I mean, obviously you don't have that because you didn't see those episodes. So, But for me, as a fan, uh, got to give him kudos on this one. So once again... It's not really the sh- the story's fault that we didn't enjoy. It, it, that's that's on us because yeah. we haven't watched enough 
It's like, oh, you didn't think it was good? Well, had you watched loads more mm-hmm. than well, you would have seen, it is good, actually. That's Richie's thing, I remember he said on one episode. I can't remember which one it was or who was on it or anything else about it. But um, he did say that that was his the, the kind of comeback for people that say they didn't like Doctor Who was... And he said it with this tone as well. I just don't think you've seen enough of it. <laughs> and I thought, the fucking arrogance, man. <laughs> that is that's it. You know, that's exactly the attitude the doctor had at the at the end of that episode. It's like you know, oh, you're not enjoying time and space. Well, why don't you just fuck do off? You know, then? Do you not why think you that maybe maybe you just haven't travelled through time and space enough? Yeah. Maybe you haven't been to the Eye of Orion, but that wouldn't interest you. But, you know, some people, you know, they just, they just don't have the kind of... It's just not really cut out for it, I suppose. <laughs> Beg me. So, <laughs> we finished talking about that, right? No. <laughs> that was that was a season finale. Was it? Yeah, that was that was the big... That was a big finish. So in other words, you're supposed not to see the, that and not think, the big finish audio. I want to watch loads more of this. Yeah, and you couldn't. You went, oh, I can't wait for next week. Ah, uh, sorry, you got to wait another two weeks till we make more episodes. Gavin, <laughs> ask Phil if you've succeeded in doing the 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 thing that this show is. Um, well, about. I thought I could in, sort of, in a way merge it with a game I've created for the show. Yeah? What? Called Doctor Who in the Gallifreyan Heartbuster. Okay? (laughs) Right. Now, I'm going to give a little bit of setup, and then we're going to get into the game. You alright with that? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Okay. Exactly one mile above Victorian London, the Doctor is locked in a deadly game devised by his nemesis, the Master. Trapped inside a repurposed Sontaran spaceship, the Doctor has only a few minutes to open the multiple security doors and escape. However, the Master has left fiendish security behind in the form of Doctor Who trivia. In this incredible (laughs) interactive spectacular, you must help the Doctor escape the clutches of the Master by answering a series of questions based on the television show Doctor Who and its spin-off media. Every correct (laughs) answer, the Doctor is one step closer to an escape pod. Get a question wrong and the Doctor will have to force the door open Bursting one of his three hearts. Okay. So only you can picture you can picture any doctor you like to give it your own personal flavour. The commanding quirkiness mm. of Baker, the undeniable sex appeal of Eccleston, or the dull as dishwater delivery of Peter Davidson. <laughs> so are we ready? Yes. Well, well I, I gotta know Phil's uh, doctor. Which one am I choosing? Mm. Um Sylvester McCoy from the last one. Oh, I wanted to go Sylvester McCoy. So I'll, I'll go with uh, Dull as Owen, Dishwater. Owen, I don't mind. No, P- don't, Peter Davison. I'd, I'd like to stick with Peter Davison. He's okay. uh, he's okay. great. He's uh, he's not actually the worst sword, sword fighter I've seen. So <laughs> That's true. And hair like uh, kindling for a fire. Yeah, a, a spider would covet that hair. Um, <laughs> so I, would, I will need you both to agree upon an answer. Okay. It's, right. not, it's not a fingers on buzzers situation. Okay, so the doctor dashes to the first security door. The console blinks back at him with a question. In the King's Demons, 
What was the name of the king's champion that was actually the master in disguise? Giles or or Giles. Uh huh. Uh, began with an E. Don't look at your notes. Don't you dare look at your notes. I'm <laughs> I'm trying not to. His name's right there. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna shop now, Owen. No, what what does it say on your screen? <laughs> <laughs> Do you not remember? Because I now know it. Because I've just looked at it. <laughs> and what was it? It was, <laughs> I think, right. If I remember rightly, it was Giles Estrom. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to close my notes, Please, right, just you. in case that ruins future. Uh, I'll bring my excellent questions. The second door awakes, <laughs> and the doctor hurtles towards it. His four lungs pumping steadily and efficiently. The second screen reads After leaving the series, Ninth Doctor Christopher Eccleston was offered the role of Malekith the Accursed in the film Thor The Dark World. At first Eccleston wasn't keen, but he was assured that the character was grounded in real emotion, a real grounded character, not some rote interchangeable Machiavellian entity. So Eccleston agreed <laughs> to the role. And he was right, Malekith was the best bit about the film and secured the film's place in history. True or false? <laughs> <laughs> Phil... Uh, I'll, I'll handle this. Cool. That's false. Um, that's, that's correct. Uh, it, it, was, it was very true up to a point. <laughs> but ultimately false. <laughs> much to Much to Eccleston's chagrin. It must be fucking raging. I would love to watch that with him. Yeah, for the first time and being like, he's like, come on. <laughs> no! Where's my big speech? Tearing his really tiny, thin leather thin jacket. Leather jacket. <laughs> Somebody's slashed the back of my leather jacket. Um, with precious time left, which for a Time Lord is exactly where the Doctor wants to be, baby. The Doctor opens his gills and releases his trademark ice breath, <laughs> skating to the final screen in a flash. The pulsating screen asks the question, Do you still hate Doctor Who? That's what this was for, Owen. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We've got there. Uh, but we have to agree on this. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's going to prove... Again, I'll handle this. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Can't wait for Richie to invite me on this show. <laughs> After this, but you know the confirmation. No pressure, Richie. I don't want to watch any more of this. <laughs> I don't care that much. Confirmation that we still hate Doctor Who is like a promise that will return. <laughs> Under the right circumstances, I'm going to have to push you like both for an answer. Do you still hate Doctor Who? Yes. Yes. That's false. Oh. <gasps> I'm afraid you've burst one of the hearts of the doctors, the doctor. <laughs> but congratulations, you've helped the doctor escape with hearts to spare. Proud unionist Gallifrey and blood courses through his veins as the doctor strides into the TARDIS, puts on some Pink Floyd, and boots canine across the room. So there we have it. <laughs> well done, boys. A fantastic oh, thank you very much. quiz. <laughs> A fantastic game says me at the end. Can, can the doctor survive with only two hearts? Well, they say he has to regenerate. 
uh, to bring him back up to the, the three that he requires mm. to, to live a long time Lord's life. I think two hearts makes him mortal. Mm. Mm. Uh, not my words, of course, the words of the TARDIS wiki. Mm. Um, would Amen. anyone be up for another game? Oh God, yes! Oh God, yes! Oh God, I! Oh just, God, just I. a little game, just a little. I mean, this game. is just between us three. Everybody else has stopped listening a long time Good. ago. Good. Left their comments. Look, hey, they can't say that we didn't say at the top of the show. Fuck off! But you gave them an out. Yeah, you gave them the out. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> no, please, more games. More games. My game is called the King's Demon Drink. <gasps> right. Love it. Welcome to my game. I will give you the name of various. <laughs> yep. Welcome to my game. <laughs> I will give you the name of various royals and rulers from throughout history, and you're going to tell me their preferred demon drink, aka alcoholic beverage. Nice. Okay. Well, we'll start off with. An, an easy one and one close to your heart. Queen Elizabeth II. Your well, Queen well, Elizabeth yeah. II ruled Britain from 1952 until her death in 2019. For the past three years, an unconvincing marionette has inherited her title and duties. But before she was hung, drawn and quartered by disgruntled Buckingham Palace staff, what was her favourite drink? Oh, I'm going to say a dry sherry dry sherry what are you thinking Phil Queen Elizabeth II Queen Elizabeth II a lager rum and coke (laughs) black heart rum I'm afraid you're both wrong the answer is gin Uh, (laughs) I'm drinking gin too (laughs) God save her God bless her Marie Antoinette Dubbed the King of Pop, she is regarded as one of the most significant cultural figures of the 20th century. But how did she like to wet her whistle? Um, I'm going to say wine. Philip? Specifically champagne. You're both wrong again. Oh, I've got all these points and they need a home, folks. (laughs) The correct answer was hot chocolate. Every morning. She had someone who would just make her treats all the time and like new kinds of hot chocolate, but she just loved her hot chocolate first thing in the morning. Strange sounding alcoholic beverage, the hot chocolate. I love hot chocolate too, and when the new episodes of Doctor Who come out, just get up on the couch, have a hot chocky with a bit of ducky. <laughs> King Tutankhamen. <laughs> well, what? What? <laughs> no intro for him, no. King Tutankhamen. Now we're in. Drink. We're into a quick fire round because Phil uh, poked a big hole in the in the game. <laughs> it's all quick fire round now. King Tutankhamen. All right, folks. What do you think? Uh, milk. <laughs> beer. Just beer. Right answer was wine. Since Tutankhamun was entombed with wine jars, as was custom, researchers used 
vessel used the vessels to conduct analysis of ancient wine residue. They concluded that Tutankhamun had access to both red and white wine. Oh. oh. Next one, Alexander the Great. Oh. What was Alexander the Great's favorite demon drink? An Ibrox lollipop. <laughs> Cider. <laughs> okay, the correct answer is lots of wine. <laughs> Up next, Prince Philip. Oh. Mm. What is Prince Philip's favourite alcoholic drink? Oh man, uh, vodka. Just straight vodka. Straight vodka. That he drinks through the bottle with his eyeball. You're both saying straight vodka? Yeah, yeah, we're both. No, I'll go for Sambuca. <laughs> the correct answer is Boddington's. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up, folks. Prince Philip really likes Boddington's. Up next, Prince William. Mm. Prince, Prince William's favourite demon drink. <laughs> <laughs> favourite demon drink. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for wine. Prince William's favorite demon drink: Stella Artois and Sambuca shots. Oh, oh, I'd go so on close. with him. I'd go on the with him. The Duchess yes. of Cambridge. The Duchess of Cambridge, folks. I'm gonna say favorite demon drink. She's classy. Doesn't drink. So you're. I'm gonna <laughs> say long vodka. The answer, amazingly, to the Duchess of Cambridge's favourite demon drink is a cocktail called a crack baby, which is made with passion fruit juice, vodka and raspberry liqueur and is topped off with champagne. A crack baby. Wow. The Duchess of Cambridge. Prince Harry. (laughs) French martini. I'm going to also say French martini on that one. Vodka and Red Bull. Oh, oh yes. what a lad. Legend. Okay, we're now out of the quick fire round. And back. <laughs> <laughs> out of the quick fire round. The original round. Prince Nassim Mohammed. <laughs> Princess Diana. Diana, Princess of Wales, married into the royal family in 1981 in a wedding at St. Paul's Cathedral that was watched on television by 750 million people around the world. Her wedding to Prince Charles ended in divorce in 1996, and she died in a car crash in Paris in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> but what was her favourite drink? <laughs> That's why is that funny? God bless her. All I was thinking was, even though it's not funny, I was just thinking, don't laugh so hard. <laughs> Um, that I'm I gonna made say myself laugh. <laughs> a screaming... oh, obviously, it's not funny. But what was her favorite drink? I'm gonna say a screaming orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> Cider and black. Um, should I should I do that again? <laughs> no, no, absolutely. And also keep this in. <laughs> should that be left in? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, sorry, so you're saying a screaming orgasm and what, what did you say, lager? Uh, it's a cider and blackcurrant. <laughs> cider and blackcurrant, okay. Uh, Princess Diana. I'll try it again. 
Diana, Princess of Wales, married into the royal family in 1981 in a wedding. <laughs> I know how it ends. Um, okay. Her favourite drink was chilled dry white wine. Classic. Box wine. And uh, finally, Bertie Ahern, the former Taoiseach, was not only a fan of bribes, but also of this iconic beverage. Hmm. I'm going to say Southern Red. Southern Comfort. Sorry, folks, the answer is Bass. That's Bass. Oh. I Look knew. it up, you Hearn. Bass. Just it's, it's bass just a, beer. I knew he couldn't tell he was what like, it was. He was like the guy who drank bass. Kessel. Oh. And took <laughs> loads of bribes. Big, big warm can of woodpecker. If you if you look up his Wikipedia, it's just he drank bass and took bribes. <laughs> bass and bribes, big t-shirt. Doctor Who wiki <laughs> in the Doctor Who wiki, the Tardis wiki. I'm I'm really sorry that I laughed so much <laughs> reading that. That's awful. No, awful. It, it's an awful situation, but um, ultimately, you know, what are you gonna do? Is, are we, are we, like, do we, is there anything else to do? <laughs> I guess not, there's not what more can be said. Thank you very much to everyone who's listened all the way through. Um, I want to say thank you very much to Richie for creating I Hate Doctor Who and uh, giving us this opportunity by not doing another one of his podcasts for an entire calendar year. Um, and don't forget to check out Philip. Philip can be found nowhere except on no. Geshcast podcasts and videos. So if you look for Geshcast, you'll be able to find more Phil. And Owen, where can people find you? You can find me on YouTube, where I make The Infinite Review, a comedy series where I review the entire universe. There we go. That was good. Um, it, the videos are better. Um, mm. And I'm Gavin. Uh, you can find me at trdq.org for Transformers Reviews Done Quick. Uh, and that's it. So thanks very much for listening, everybody. And we'll see you... Oh, should I come up with a good ending for this, shouldn't I? Like a good sign-off. Mm. Does Richie have a sign-off? Uh, no. That's a stupid question, about, isn't it? What about, like, see you sometime? Wait, 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 wait. Thanks for listening to I Hate Doctor Who. I'll see you hater. Oh. Yes. Uh, are we are we going to say a nice thing about Richie and the documentaries making? Nah. So thanks for listening. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Richie is, went Dan Seth recently to film for a documentary that he is making. Owen, if you want to, you, you've probably got more of the deets than I do. Yeah, tell me more because I know nothing about this. Tell me, tell me everything. Um, I just we we're all very excited about Richie, uh, who who's making an actual Doctor Who documentary about the wilderness years of Doctor Who. He will be making an I Hate Doctor Who episode very soon. I'm sure he's going to talk more about it on there. But uh, for any of you listening who uh, has enjoyed. <laughs> but this episode or any other previous episode yeah, it's not a great so. advert this episode is it but um, if you are a Doctor Who fan 
in any by any measure you absolutely should check out and support Richie as he puts this documentary together it's a very exciting project and even Doctor Who haters like us would say that sounds very good that's I for one cannot wait you know, I'm extremely we, excited we wish and him proud. All the best. Very excited and proud to hear what he'd been doing, um, and he was very enthusiastic about it. And I was like, just when he was talking about it, I was almost getting a little emotional because he's so I'm like he's making his documentary about Doctor Who. This is incredible. And uh, we, d- I do want to stress that he hasn't been working on this for a year, and that's like a good excuse for why there isn't a new episode. This right, is like yeah. in the past week he started yeah. on this, so yeah. please don't feel that this. This is why the yeah. episode, this episode took a year to come out. Yeah, we're not taking advantage of his hard work here. We're taking advantage of his slovenly approach to you, the fans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, watch out for that. I'm sure Richie will talk more about it. But uh, thanks for again for listening to I Hate Doctor Who, and uh, we'll see you later. I'm so proud of that man. That's such a fucking good line. <laughs> see if he doesn't adopt that as the actual sign off for the show. Princess Diana. Diana, Princess of Wales, married into the royal family in 1981 in a wedding at St. Paul's Cathedral that was watched on television by 750 million people around the world. Her wedding to Prince Charles ended in divorce in 1996 and she died in a car crash in Paris in 1997. (laughs) (laughs) was thinking was even though it's not funny <laughs>